0: Hey, this is No Way Jose, or this is Jose Gallison of No Way Jose, fuck that up, I'm going to do this every time, so I screwed it up, uh, of the No Way Jose YouTube channel, you can find me also just about anywhere podcasts are at, every podcaster, today my guest is, guests plural, is Clint of Liberty Lockdown, and then Travis, confirmed linklet on Twitter, uh, this is just some Twitter homies I got, and I wanted to talk today to you guys about health and fitness, kind of bring it back, I used to do more like cultural type topics and not all Autistic libertarian shit. So we're going to bring it back, do a little bit of health and fitness, and figure get you all boog ready. Uh, yeah, so as always, give me money if you can. Patreon.com, just no Way jose 2020 You can give me crypto at endthefed.app. Also, no Way jose 2020 there. Give a shout out to my boy, Top Lobster. Uh, go get his shit at toplobster.com. Uh, fucking his dope-ass threads. He just redid my branding, and so I look dope as fuck now. All right, I'm going to bring the boys on what's up, dude? Somebody like, fucked that up. I only do it every, like, twice a week. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> shout out Top Lobster. <laughs> None of us wearing Top Lobster shit right now. So, uh, uh, but, you know. No, I am. This is Top Lobster. He, he made my shit. Oh, I just saw a gray shirt. So that's just... <laughs> nope. Little guns,
1: LL, and then oh, the...
0: Okay. You guys are GD. just
2: singing his praises, and he can't even tell you're wearing his stuff. What the hell, man?
1: <laughs> I know. Well, this, yeah, is, I, this is my own merch, so he yeah. probably doesn't know it from the website, you know.
0: Yeah, I'll buy it once he makes merch for me.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: I mean, supposedly he's going to. He said, he, like, he asked me if I wanted to. I was like, I don't know how much money you're going to really make there. So, I mean, do, if you want to go for it. He's like, well, I will. am like, okay. Well, you'll have, like, two sales, me and my mom's. <laughs> so,
2: whatever. You know. We, we, we love our moms on Jose's podcast.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> I've sold, like, 70 of his shirts already. Pretty dope.
0: Heck yeah, <laughs>
1: better, better than I would have expected. So you know. Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> Jose will be the guy going in the DM saying, "Hey, can you give me your product? I'll promote it, or can you write an article or something for me? I'll give you a promotion. Can't pay you." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of what I'm doing right now, just promoting. <laughs> Motherfucker hooked me up, so I'll hook him up, and it's good shit too. I mean, definitely quality products. Uh, I figured, like I said, we're doing fucking health and uh, health and fitness shit, and you guys were like the only people I really knew of the Liberty movement at large that were like in shape i mean it's kind of a uh, i'm gonna
1: vape i'm gonna vape throughout this just so you know
0: Uh, just to prove just but uh i mean (laughs) it's just kind of funny we were even talking that it's kind of just like in the liberty movement it's kind of just like you know a lot of fatties and a lot of skinnies and uh not so many people who are really like in shape i mean which to be fair there's kind of a thing to that i brought up that's like you know i mean a lot of us are way too focused on I mean, maybe not way too focused. It's probably the better priority to focus on, like, being smart and, you know, having marketable skills as opposed to just being sexy. But, <laughs> you know, I, I do Especially think there's a, hel- yeah, there's a healthy balance to be struck. you got to take care of yourself. Um, I figured we'd go around and give uh, kind of introduce ourselves. But I kind of want to, instead of introducing yourself as, like, you know, say, like, you, Clint, being, like, Liberty Lockdown, whatever, I want to give you, like, your your – Fit, uh, like bio your fitness bio like you know sure. sports whatever shit like that like you yeah. know so i i you.
1: played i played every sport i could basically when i was a kid uh soccer basketball baseball didn't do football because i was really really tiny um as a kid but once i hit junior year i grew seven inches over the summer and so i went from 97 pounds and i was five foot four to five eleven and 180 pounds, and I grew two more inches over the next two years. So I'm now 6'1, 210. So like I've doubled in size basically. Um, and then my friend died. I I was there, it was brutal, and I got really depressed and I didn't work out for five, six years. I didn't do any sports, I was just kind of like a borderline alcoholic fat boy eating Mexican food all the time. Got super thick, like no muscle, 240, fat five, as an six. MF.
0: So four C's, yeah. no five C's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was I was a thick boy and not in a good way. Um, and then, I don't know, I just kind of snapped out of it. I, I realized like my life was not going the direction I wanted it to go. Um, I was starting to get really anxious. I decided to start to get back in shape. So I hit the gym really hard, did a bunch of cardio, didn't really like understand about weightlifting and how to use that to up your metabolism to help with weight loss and things like that. Um, and then I've been pretty steadily, you know, in shape ish for 15 years or so, um, or a little bit less. But yeah, that's the that's the arc for me.
0: Travis,
2: six four, two fifteen, thirty two inch waist. Uh, I do. I call myself confirmed lankland on Twitter for a couple of reasons. One, as you can see from my giraffe neck, I am naturally pretty pretty lean, pretty thin. Um, also, too, I'm a buddies with the guy confirmed misser. And so I wanted to joke on that name and kind of rip it off. Uh, growing up as a kid, I was always really tall for my grade. So I would I would play basketball constantly with kids who were older than me. Uh, baseball was another favorite sport of mine. I never played football in a, in a team setting or in a structured setting, but I would always play it out in the street. Um, Jose, you're what, early 30s? I'm
0: 29.
2: 29, okay. So you're a little bit younger than we are, but you, you're probably old enough to have played outside in, in the street when you were a kid because that's <laughs> yeah. what Clinton and I did for sure. We would play sports all the time and so that's what i would do outside of playing you know in team sports i would play outside uh, in high school i played basketball as well uh, i actually dropped out of high school my sophomore year so that kind of ended my like you know my career i guess you can call it if you know doesn't really doesn't it's not a career if you quit in high school but since then i've still played sports i got fat kind of like clint after high school didn't have a didn't have a tragedy that you know preceded it but i just let myself go and i didn't know a whole lot about nutrition i didn't know I basically went from playing basketball and doing that five, six days a week to doing nothing and just eating a whole lot. So I was six four and I went from about two thirty to about three hundred and fifteen pounds by the time I was twenty. And Wild. was that a family event. And my uncle said, Hey, do you really need that second piece of cake? And I realized, wow, I'm kind of fat.
1: So <laughs> it's time to <laughs> and that to was the day
2: it. I that was the day I stopped eating dessert, soda, fast food, everything. And after nine months I dropped 85 pounds and Ever that's since incredible. I've just been learning, learning more, working out more, learning about nutrition, and that's where I'm at today. You know, 15 years later.
0: And now that's how you have these great cum cutters.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
0: All right, me, uh, Jose Galison. You guys know me. I'm five foot five, 215 pounds. Uh, I have a fucking. I I have a burly dad bod. Is what I go for. I mean, I generally. Uh, I kind of like teeter between like being like a. A little too fat. I always like bounce back and forth. I don't mind having a little thickness. I, I mean, I like like functional strength, and I also I don't give a shit if I ever get single again. I'll get ripped. You know, like it's just not really worth the effort to be ripped, especially at five foot five, because <laughs> it's like you have to put a lot more effort in to be lean at my size. I've only had six packs like t- uh, twice in my life, and it was like I had to put in a lot of fucking work. Because like I mean, being tall, like you know, just like you're naturally lean. That's because your body's yeah. longer, so it's like that's how you get those those, those lean fucking muscles. Like if anything, you probably struggle with bulk. So yep. where I, I have the opposite problem. I'm bulky as fuck, but I can't get lean. <laughs> like I can, I just have to put a lot of work. Um, I've been working out since I was like 12. I, uh, so my stepdad was a big fucking powerlifter. It was always been lifting. My mom was a uh, personal trainer. Um, so I fucking, I mean, I don't know. I started working at like 12. I started powerlifting at like 13, um, so I had like all sorts of records and shit. I kind of like kind of got lazy during high school when it came to lifting. I still lifted, but like more like a, just to a, be in shape, but I wasn't like competitively lifting. So it's kind of like, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you're fucking strong and shit. It was like, if I stuck with it, I could be like goddamn elite basically if I just stuck with it. But I kind of got lazy during high school. I mean, I was, I guess, not lazy. I mean, so far as like weightlifting goes, I moved on to like other sports and stuff while still sort of working out. So I played a lot of soccer, wrestling, football. Soccer was like my big one that I was like really good at, which was kind of like you know, I guess I don't really feel like people. I look like a soccer player, but like soccer was what I was really good at. I was all state in high school, uh, so I was like I was really good at soccer. Uh, wrestling was probably my favorite, but like I, I mean, I was like okay. I only wrestled for a couple seasons. So football, I kind of sucked at because I was really short and like, I mean, I, I only like in high school I wasn't as big as I was now, I am now. So I was like 175 in high school. So like, which is like a good size for five foot five, but like for football, it's so still like,
2: right? You're still know. small. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not the greatest. I mean, I de- and it's not like I had the advantage of being like tall and be like I could be a fucking wide receiver or something, you know? But so uh, I got I played fullback a lot and shit like that. So, uh, but um, yeah, I've uh, kind of just maintained working out throughout my life. Uh, I used to be like really lean, especially when I was like single. But I've been married for like ten years, so um, fucking, I kind of don't give a shit anymore. I mean. If anything, I just keep I, – I like to joke with my wife and say I keep myself, like, a good, like, few months out from being, like, really sexy if I put in the work because it's, like, I got to have that, like, insurance, you know, to, like just in case. So, <laughs> you know, I always keep – like like I said, I kind of teeter back and forth being, between being a little too fat and then kind of being that, like, almost built like a strong man, you know, kind of build, you know, yeah. like, burly dad bod. Um, yeah. You can, can tell,
2: you can tell her, right? Put her in check. Say, hey, if you see me start to lean out, something's <laughs> going on here, so you're going to yeah. need to switch something up.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, like I said before, it takes a lot more work. Like being lean, especially someone with my body type, it's either takes a lot of cardio or a lot of really good dieting or a mixture of the two, which is fucking awful. I hate, I hate cardio and I hate eating clean. Uh, I mean, both suck. <laughs> but I mean, if you got to do it, you got to do it. Um, what else? I mean, um, another big thing, I've, I've squatted 625 before. That was probably the, the biggest thing I ever did. Um, right now, like so far as like my lifting, I'm more, I actually am not doing anything crazy. Just recently I was like when the COVID stuff was going on, I really got like lean again for a while. doing a lot of running, a lot of calisthenics, cause I was like I was legit freaked out. I also was like I need to cut back my calories because I don't need to be like eating like a horse if the shit pops off. So I was that I was legit, legit I just legit wanted to be like boog ready, like as I joked sort of. Um yeah, I fucking – but lately I've just been more like focusing more on maintenance because I've put a lot of strain on my body. I'm only 29, but I put a lot of strain on my body. I've been doing physical therapy and stuff lately because my back and my knee. I put a lot of strain on them through all the heavy lifting through the years and shit like that and my job. I'm a mechanic. Um, yeah, that's really all I got. Yeah, it's, that's – I can't think of anything else at the moment. But, yeah, that's. I've been kind of stuck with it my whole life. That's about it really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess I kind of wanted to move on. and I wanted to see what you guys thought about how this relates with liberty. Do you guys have any thoughts in if it really matters at all or if you you, you know what I mean? Like, like, I think, I think it's we, something we should need to work on in, in here, too. Yeah, yeah. I
2: think what you we were saying, there's a correlation between people who are attracted to libertarianism and not being in shape. Mm-hmm. Is that a lot of kids who are attracted to libertarianism are either autistic or they're kind of nerdy. Mm-hmm. So growing up, they're not going to be, you know, they're going to be more like Arthur Fleck, not Bruce Wayne. So they're gonna be they're they're not gonna be these stud athletes so they're not gonna be attracted to working out and being in shape and, and eating right so they're just gonna naturally drift or not drift drift towards more intellectual pursuits so I think you're you're onto something for sure with with that it, it's I would say there's a very strong correlation maybe even a causation for why there are many people in our movement who are either very skinny or they're they just really don't put a priority on their health and fitness.
1: Mm-hmm. Clint, you got any thoughts? Uh, yeah I mean I just think it's it's important for a multitude of reasons actually um I think first and foremost because of the the world view we have where it can be it can be pretty it can be a downer like there's a lot that we're taking in that a lot of people ignore or are unaware of or whatever so I think it's important for us to be in above average physical condition because that contributes to mental health and <clears throat> If you don't have that, uh, just speaking for myself, my anxiety disorder got completely out of whack when I was out of shape and it helped a lot to get the endorphins from exercise, um, plus the, you know, morale boost, plus the confidence and things like that really, really put me back on a better path. So I think that it's it's important for a lot of reasons for an average person, but particularly for someone who sees. You know the coming collapse and things like that it's like you better you better have your head on straight and and i think that your body leads to your head so
2: and i think in addition to that when someone else is going when we have views that are so far out of the mainstream people are going to be naturally defensive or dismissive of them so if you look like some guy who just yep. slovenly or whatever they're going to dismiss you just on your appearance anyway so if you're like uh, someone like jeff dice you're a decent looking guy you're clean cut or if you're someone like one of us, if you're in pretty good shape, they're probably okay. This guy knows what he's talking about, even if he doesn't, just because he looks like he's fit and he looks like he's healthy. So they're going to give you that benefit of the doubt. So if you don't have that, well, good luck, because yeah, you're, you're not, not going to get an audience.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because it's kind of like the whole like uh, Bernays propaganda type thing. Like you're, you want to, you want to, you're the one delivering the message. So it's like. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean think about who the most prominent – he brought dice, but I mean I'm sure all of us right now know exactly what I'm thinking of when I say the most prominent libertarian right now. Dave Smith. He's not fucking like buff or anything, but he looks – you look at him, he looks healthy. He's a handsome dude. No homo. I mean full <laughs> homo. I don't give a shit. But like he's a good-looking dude. Like he, I mean he's, he looks pretty healthy. Like <laughs> I mean he's not – I mean like don't get me wrong. Like I mean he probably could, could use to go to the gym a little bit here and there. But he's definitely not unhealthy or doesn't look bad. He looks like he probably works out a little bit here and there. You know he's relatively healthy-ish looking, so I feel like there's something to that. People see that, and it's like he's the one delivering the message, and so it's like there's some part of it. As long as I, mean, I know, we like to be like we're just these logical creatures, but we're fucking not. And so we do judge. We immediately look at them. Like there is something to the fact that Dave Smith is a handsome, healthy-looking man that's delivering a message. And like, I mean, not all of us have the natural good looks. Some of us gotta fucking get buffed to be, you know, be good-looking. You know, I tell
1: me about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> So like we don't all have the natural good looks of Dave Smith, or where we could just, or the genes. Like he, for all I know, he doesn't work out at all. He could just be one of those people who just has a good genes, and he just fucking you know looks. I, naturally I think healthy. that's what it
1: is. I, I, <laughs> I've never, I've never heard him once mention exercising at all. So, uh, and I'm a huge fan of you know all of his programming, and including Legion of Skanks. I've never, I've never heard him talk about it. So I don't yeah. think I think he's just a naturally skinny guy. um I know he's trying to get off cigarettes, so he's been vaping and stuff, but. I think he's just he's just blessed, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think you're absolutely right that appearance matters tremendously, particularly when it comes to politics. It's absurd to think otherwise. I mean, there's a well-known, you know, fable of how Nixon and JFK and on the radio, Mm -hmm. Nixon trounced him. But on TV, JFK fucked his ass up because he's so pretty. (laughs) So that's the truth. I mean, Dave, Dave, not only can he talk it. But he looks the part, and I think that that plays a major role. So yes, um, you know, for just aesthetics, it's important that we you know present ourselves well, and especially if you're trying to be a leader of people, do you want to look slovenly and expect people to follow? Like it's it's probably not going to happen. So um, I think it's an important factor.
0: Yeah, I mean, I you mentioned it, dude. Like I totally, I, I even noticed it myself, like in social situations, because. Uh, I mean, you know, surprise. I'm fucking awkward in like in normal social situations. But usually, are I'm you, a libertarian. Yeah, right. I, I I usually play the uh, the role of the the strong silent type. But really, it's just because I'm just not social. I don't really want to interact with you like that. But then people, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just being conceited. But I feel like people see me, my build. I'm. I mean, I'm not that I'm like super handsome or anything. And there's something about that that people then naturally will kind of start talking to me. And I don't have to be the one to break the ice like almost every single time. It just kind of naturally happens in social situations and that's part of it i mean if i was if i was like said never got working out i'm five foot five if i had been skinny if i was 110 pounds like i probably was supposed to be you know, uh, you know 110 pounds five foot five if i was the quiet guy sitting in the corner of the bar no one would fuck with me all night but i mean there is something too people are gravitated towards you know healthy looking people it's just the way we are biologically so having
1: been both i can tell you for a fact it's true yeah. i mean yeah. when i'm when i'm in peak physical condition i get way more attention from women and men i mean and i'm i don't mean sexually it's just like there's just a gravitation and and ultimately like i don't know if it's exclusively appearance i think it's a lot of it has to do with how you carry yourself because you feel good about you so i that's the biggest thing that i try and drive home to people is like this this builds you up from inside out like it's, it really gets to the core of who you are. It allows you to, to present yourself, not, not visually, but it, just in terms of everything, the whole package, it allows you to present yourself in the best way possible. And it's way more compelling. Cause people will pick up on that too, whether
2: it's a man or a woman. Like if a woman sees a guy who's in pretty decent shape, but he walks like he's owning the room, they're going to be attracted to that guy. Cause they're going to think, 100%. wow, he, he knows, he knows what he's doing, or he's a leader of some sort and they want to be with that. Yeah. So they they want to go conquer with you. They don't want some dude who's going to sit there and just okay. Well, you make all the decisions. No, they want someone who's going to pull the reins. Yeah, and, and guys, and, and- guys like hey, does this? Am I going to go get like Jose? You're a mechanic. If you act, if you if your shoulders are slumped and you're looking down, this guy's like, well, he's not very confident. How am I going to know he's confident doing his work? So how why, why would I trust this guy to work with my vehicle? Or I don't know what type. Are you an auto mechanic or?
0: I'm, I'm actually an aircraft mechanic. I'm in the Air military. Aircraft. So okay. I love well, okay. that. I'm, yeah, so yeah,
2: blow, blow that whole thing up. Just forget everything I just said. But point being, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you walk around with your shoulders slumped and you're not carrying yourself with confidence, they're not going to trust you. So that, that's, a, that's a signifier of trust. So if, yeah. if you look like you know yourself and you know you have something to offer, people are going to want to come to you to get that from you.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's something too when you're in shape, too. You just naturally, your muscles kind of hold you in a naturally upright, you know, even if you aren't on the inside confident, you just your body kind of mechanics give the appearance when you're in shape like that. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, like you brought the mechanic example, I've just bullshitted someone and said it confidently, and I just have the body language of the confidence. And they go, oh, okay, you must know what he's talking about. I what the fuck am i talking about. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but I don't know. So that let's added, get to- that.
2: The adage of making it till you make it. it- it, it's a, It exists for a reason.
1: <laughs> I, I literally did it, like yeah. I faked it until I made it. And yeah. can and you believe it's this so... asshole's
2: a millionaire? Seriously,
1: <laughs> what? What's that?
2: Can you believe this asshole's a millionaire? No.
1: I know, right? <laughs> no, but I, the the truth is, is that everyone, everyone who makes it fakes it, because you unless unless you're a a trust fund baby, you have to fake it to get there. So because you're you are pretending that you are worthy of whatever role you're serving to make that, right. that fortune. And right. oftentimes, if you're going to get to the top rapidly, you have to be able to you know, be compelling and interesting and trustworthy and presentable and, and acceptable to people who have a lot of money already. So they've already interacted with a lot of people that have a lot of money too. And they can just smell it on you. Like I'm telling you, it's, it's honest to God's truth. I, I work with, I've worked with hundreds of multimillionaire investors. And there is, I don't think I could have done my job and gotten to where I've gotten to if I didn't carry myself in a certain way. And it, it at, a, at a certain point, the faking stops and it just becomes who you are. And that's what I did. I, I you know, I was fresh out of college, you know, young, looked young because I just always looked like a kid um, until my hair fell out uh, <laughs> and, and. You just have to present yourself like you know what the fuck you're talking about, especially when you're young, because people are going to think you're young and you're stupid and you don't know what you're doing. If you're trying to invest millions of dollars and you come off that way and you look that way, you're toast. So you can look young, but you got to you got to wow them with your personality when you're young. So I think it's really important for young people in particular to really have their shit together, because otherwise the people that you're trying to get business from are going to just laugh you out of the room.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's for sure. Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that applies to all things in life. Like, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, on a day to day basis, I'm faking to to make it like, I mean, I mean sure there are specific examples where it's like, I feel like I'm talking on a subject and I feel pretty confident on it, but I never 100% feel confident on anything I'm talking about ever. I mean, maybe that's just a. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure there are that, people no, that's, who do. A,
1: that's a sign of an inquisitive person. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm serious.
0: But I will deliver it with the the gravitas of if I do because right, right, right. and there's something so, to that. I don't know. I just pa- feel like it's, it's
1: Russell would appreciate yeah. that. He he'd call you a postmodernist.
0: <laughs> I actually kind of like I haven't taken a dive. I wanted to take a dive there, but I do think I am very friendly to those concepts. So You but, might be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Cause I think a lot of people wanna wanna watch this and kind of get an idea of what the fuck to do. And I don't well, what it sounds
1: square the, one, you buy ball.
0: Yeah, let's fucking – yeah, right off the bat, you go straight to the sauce. That's the way to do it is give you a good boost at the beginning. No, that's not at all what you guys do. Just so you guys know, we I actually do intend on talking about the old fucking roids, uh, and we'll go ahead and put the legal disclaimer here. For legal reasons, it's all joke. Uh, so, you know, I've never partaken. <laughs> but uh, I'll just go ahead and, and drop that now. Uh, but, yeah, fucking uh, – we'll, we'll talk about that later. Because there, But that is something that if you're going to do, I would suggest you don't personally. But uh, I. But, but, that's like telling someone not to smoke weed like they're going to. So it's like if you're going to I'll we'll, – we'll lay down like what you should probably do if you're going to do it. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of want to get the nuts and bolts. Let's, let's focus on weight training first because like, I know you guys kind of were talking about how you, um, you kind of gunned a little bit later. I mean you kind of like – I mean I had a leg up on a lot of people because I literally started from like 12 years old with my gigantic fucking powerlifter stepdad and my mother who yeah. – She wasn't a personal trainer at the time, but she became a personal trainer later. It was a big part of our life, was being in shape. My stepdad—I also advantage my stepdad when I was a kid. He was a doctor. He lost his medical license later, so we went from like upper class to like lower middle class later in life. So like, because he he got in some shit and lost his medical license. Um, But fucking, uh, for a while we were like high on the horse. So we were able to focus on luxurious shit like that, like being in shape. Or like, you know, I had—I literally had a personal trainer at twelve. Nice. So like that's, that's the kind of life I was living. So like I was able, I had that advantage and I kind of had that, like that foundation. So I kind of want to, and I, and, I mean, I feel like when I talk about fitness, sometimes I forget about that too, that not everyone has that foundation and just, it sounds something that's so easy to me, but it's like, this is also something that for a long period of time and even now still a very integral part of my life. And I've literally spent years of my life just listening to like fitness YouTube videos and shit like that to get an idea of what I'm talking about. So uh, I mean, you guys are, I kind of want to get you guys' thoughts specifically in relation to weight training, what what your thoughts are, especially for like a beginner.
2: I had some of the same experience Well, I didn't have personal training or or a wealthy (laughs) childhood, but I did start lifting weights when I was 14. Uh, I was born in December. So right after my 14th birthday, we got a weight bench for Christmas and my dad in high school, he was a really buff guy. He had a really serious accident when he was uh, 13 and had his ankle severed and got reattached. So he was in a wheelchair for a long time. So he was pushing himself around in that. And then after he got out of the wheelchair, he started lifting weights and he was pretty yoked dude. So probably similar build to you, but he was six one instead of five, five. So he was just a huge guy. Mm -hmm. And so when I was 14, I was like, Oh cool. I'm, I'm lean. I'm skinny. I was already six feet tall, but I'm, I was about 150 pounds. So I wanted to start lifting weights because I wanted to kick my dad's ass, which, you know, (laughs) even now might not even happen, but, as a kid you think oh cool i'll just lift weights for six months and i'll get big enough and i'll take my dad so i started lifting weights and then i hit high school and started lifting weights for the basketball program so i did start young as well and uh that above everything even you're going to need to eat well but if you if you're not lifting you're not going to have the physique you want you're not going to have the strength you you want you're not going to have the aesthetics every everything you can think of weight training will enhance that so Mm -hmm. it's essential so if you don't do it you're cutting yourself short Mentally, emotionally, and physically.
1: Yeah, I, I think that it's there is no there's no real solid advice on how to start other than to just start. I mean, the the biggest problem is people just don't do it. They just don't get going. You don't have to know what the fuck you're doing. I mean, if you don't want to get a trainer or get any sort of you know guidance, just look up YouTube. You could right. figure out any any weight training that you want to figure out is free on youtube if you have a gym that, available. we
2: didn't have that as kids that people no. today have that when clint and i were growing up that didn't exist no, so the internet didn't. was just in its infancy so you you could go find some things online but if you're 15 years old you're you know 20 23 years ago you're not going to find anything really
1: no. all that helpful i could download you know like a picture <laughs> in, in an right. hour and a half or something so right um Yeah. So, and
2: and what uh, Kevin was saying, just get in the gym. It doesn't matter. Even because if you work out for six weeks and do whatever the hell you want, you're not going to create life altering imbalances. Just get in there, find one or two lifts you like, and just keep doing that. Just do that for half an hour. Doesn't matter. Just do that two or three
1: times a week. And, and and Mm -hmm. I mean, even more than two or three times, if you can, if you can make it a pattern where you're going, you know, every other day, or if you're like me, I go five days a week, whatever. It's just make it a consistent pattern so it builds into your into your being. Cause after you've done it for a month, it'll be hard to stop. You know, the first month is really hard to start, but after that, it's just kind of rote memory. You just keep going. So I think that's the biggest thing. I I'm not going to give any advice to people on like, Oh, you should do this particular weight training regimen. If you aren't working out and you're out of shape and you're you're unhappy with your life, just fucking go. Like that's, that's the first uh, piece of advice I'd give.
0: Yeah. I would offer now for anyone listening my dms are open fucking you know send me a dm if you have any questions i will literally write you a fucking routine i have i i've always been very you know you know surprise surprise autistic when it comes to my training and i've always like wrote down everything so i could write you a fucking routine and no problem pretty quick i mean travis Travis too yeah i mean one thing i would say and i always say to people wanting to get into it because a lot of times like i've had people ask me write them routines and then i will always ask them like well, if I do, if I have you do this or like X, Y, and Z, will you do it? And a lot of times people just like bullshit me and be like, yeah, I'm like, well, you need to tell me. Cause like, it's fine if you say no, if that's too much for you, the best routine is a routine you're going to do. Cause if like, don't like, cause a lot of people like try to bite off more than they can chew and they'll be like, oh, I'm going to, yeah, I'll fucking, I'll do this. And then they just, just stop cause they feel intimidated or whatever. But the best routine, like there's no superior routine. If you're going to the gym, you know, keep doing. Another thing I'd suggest is if you like, say you're actually going to a physical gym. Not everyone does that. I've actually gotten more to like home gym type stuff with all this COVID bullshit. But if you are doing the conventional, going to a gym thing, don't be afraid to talk to people, ask things. Like, because they know a lot of people have the idea of the gym bro being an asshole, but that gym bro is almost most likely probably going to be like the friendliest dude in the world. Like, yeah, and he's, he's some... going to be
2: stoked that you want to be him. Yeah. He's like, oh, this yeah. guy wants to be me because he probably was you.
0: I mean, there is, is some started. aspect of like leave me the fuck alone. I'm working out. But if you like, at least give him a second, wait till he's done a set and be like, hey, uh, what are you doing there? Or this or that. You know, they're usually like the most friendliest people, but there is yeah, something like once you're in the zone. Him,
1: don't tell them your life story. Just ask <laughs> Just ask a 30 second question and <laughs> let them go back to their workout. That's the only That's the only thing that you could get in trouble with if you become annoying. But if you just and, go like, hey man, I don't know they're have, doing a lift. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Obviously, wait until they're taking a little rest. But Um, if you just want to ask a question, I don't know anybody in the gym. That's going to be like, Hey, fuck you, bro. (laughs) Like like everyone, everyone is happy about it because first off, most of the people in the gym are, are happier disposition than your average person because they work out. And if also oftentimes they will be vain. So if you walk up to them and they, and you say, dude, you are obviously in shape. I am not, I, I would like to know what you're doing. They're going to be like flattered and they're going to tell you. So it's, it's oftentimes this is all about fear of the unknown and and the truth is there's nothing to fear so just and go by the way they might tell you their
2: life story because they're going to be so pumped that someone's into them they're going to want to sure. start talking about themselves so what clint right. said don't tell them your life love or life story let them talk to you so yeah no, i an I'm, audience to them and they will tell I'm, you the information you want to
1: I'm, I'm speaking to the audience uh, the autist audience where, where you might just go up to them and talk to them for 20 minutes while they're trying to fucking finish a workout you know just respect their time is all i'm saying but yeah other than that they, you very well may end up, you know, talking for an hour. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Like, like the gym people, generally the friendliest people you're going to deal with. I mean, don't feel, I know a lot of people feel intimidated going to the gym. Like, we understand people are there, they're working. I mean, it's better to be there. Like, I don't know. I've, like, yeah, I might laugh or giggle if someone's doing exercise in a really retarded way, but like, for the most part, I understand that, like, this person's figuring out. I mean, and if anything, like, I, I would rather you ask than you do, like, some dumb shit. And then I'd be like, no, this is, this is how you could do it. I, I don't know <laughs> about
1: you guys, but when I see a really, really fat person in the gym, yeah. I am stoked for them. Yeah. And, yep. you know, the only emotion I have when I see someone who's really out of shape that goes to the gym and I haven't seen them there before is to, like, try and give encouragement without making it weird. You know, I don't want to be like, dude, good to see you. You know, like, <laughs> we've been waiting, you know, like a total psychopath. <laughs> but... But I will. I'll try and be friendly. You know, I'll try and smile. Or if they uh, if they're doing something near me that I can assist with, I'll I'll try and do that. You know, I want like it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to see people that are trying to better themselves. Especially if someone has really gone off the rails, it's like this is awesome. This is awesome that you've taken that first step because a lot of people will sit gonna, on their couch. That means they're going to make it too, bro. Right, right. A lot of a lot of people are sitting on their couch. You know, lamenting their condition. You've actually done something about it, so that's that's square one.
0: Yeah, just to put you in the you guys, the audience, in the, I, in the head of a gym rat. I have legit had people that I've never said a word to in the gym, that I've been I've would come in about the same time as me every single day, and I've seen them for months and months and months and watched their progression, and I weirdly feel a sense of pride for them. Like know, these right? are the kind of people you're dealing with when you're dealing with gym rats. Like I'll never say a word for them, and I'll be like, look at her, look at her go. Like she looks. She's looking fucking sexy. Look at her. She looks great.
1: (laughs) I had had a girl say it to me and I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened in my life. (laughs) 'Cause, Cause we have been going at the same time every day. Cause I had a, you know, regular nine to five job back then when I was first getting in shape and I went from a fat fuck to in decent shape in a year. And she had seen me from the beginning all the way through. And she just came up to me out of the blue and was like, you look awesome. Like you've, you did it, you know? And that was amazing. It was so gratifying. So, I think that there's just a ton of positive experiences that come from the gym. And I'm a fucking antisocial asshole at the gym. I keep my headphones in. I don't talk to anybody. I see the same people. I don't ever say shit, you know, but it's still, there's still a sense of camaraderie with it, which is odd. Um, just because you see the same people all the time, even if you're not the social butterfly. And I try to be really respectful of people's time. Cause I know a lot of people just have limited, limited time to be there and they're trying to get their shit done. Um, and also I'm the same way. So, but uh, if you're not that type, there are there are plenty of people that will chew your ear off, especially if you're a girl. My God, that's that's another problem that girls might have. Yeah. But whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Really, I'm speaking when I'm speaking. I'm mostly speaking to dude because I, I don't even, I don't want to deal with a chick because like yeah, yeah <laughs> you, there are probably whole other like shit you got take into consider when you're a chick. Because, yeah, they're uh, I don't know guys are I mean, I don't know for the most part, though, they're I mean, like, they're not like the horn dogs that people make them out to be. But uh, yeah, if you if you're at, some my, chick, at my
1: gym, I've seen yeah. some.
0: I mean, but, I've seen some, but it's yeah. it's not as bad as people think. But uh, I mean, don't even no, really it's,
1: look? <laughs> it's it's not it's not that bad. But the the guys that are bad are bad to like every woman that comes in. Yeah. So I think okay. that's that's the problem. They give us all a bad name, even though I don't ever bother a chick at all. I'm sure she would still you've got
2: if, one guy throwing it at 25 women. 25 women are thinking all the guys are trying to hit on her. Exactly. Even
1: one dude, or if there's three guys, because it's a, a huge gym I go to, it feels like it's overwhelming. So. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not nearly as bad as people think.
0: It goes both ways though. I've legit had chicks. It would be like, Oh, come spot me while I squat and shit. And like, just like weird shit. Like the, it goes both ways. I mean, girls are thirsty too sometimes. So but...
1: I would, I would love that.
0: <laughs> it, it's I uh, I don't know. It's, it's awkward. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) It's usually never the cute ones.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. I'm also uh, probably too oblivious to notice when someone's flirting with me. So if someone ever did, I'd be like, oh, whatever. Okay, I'm going to go lift now.
1: And he'll do my thing.
0: Well, I've had that happen a couple times, but it's like – and that's exactly the thing. I will get sucked into it because I'm a retard, and I will just assume, like, she's just like, oh, she just legit wants help. And then, like, next thing I realize, like, she's being insanely obvious, and I'm like, oh, fuck.
1: (laughs) Sure, I'll help you with a <laughs> squat, and she's just like hand-jobbing <laughs> you out. Exactly. it just be crazy, yo.
0: Yeah, I, I did want to kind of give a quick, like, like I said, anyone can DM me if you want more nuts and bolts, but I did want to provide a quick, like, like I kind of, in my head, I break it down. There's three major, three major ways to do like lifts. There's like lifting for strength, there's lifting for endurance, and there's lifting for hypertrophy, which hypertrophy sounds like fancy word, but really that just means like bodybuilders. Like, do you want big, luscious, juicy muscles? like that's hypertrophy that's okay it's, so it's super Continue. gay but but yeah so like strength is it. gonna be strength is usually gonna be like high weight low volume so it's gonna and, be like and
2: this, there is a little bit of crossover between all three too yeah. so no matter exactly. what way you, unless you're doing like two and three reps every single workout for every single set you're gonna be hitting all three of those sectors a little
0: yeah so. and, I, and i would actually suggest like i've actually found a lot of people get set in these like pass it's almost like fucking people see it as like an art like a rpg or some shit where you build up skill trees but it's like i actually think it works to kind of do a bit of both because i've gone on like periods where i've done like you know completely endurance type shit and then i'll come back to like uh hypertrophy and then i'll go to like lifting heavy and i feel like they kind of complement each other you're like kind of hitting different shit but but,
1: physiologically true you shock your body because your body gets accustomed to whatever the routine Mm -hmm. is and then you go okay now i'm gonna you know add a three minute Mm -hmm. you know Uh, intermediate sprint or something or not intermediate interval sprint where you know that that'll rock your world you'll you'll feel a a level of soreness that you haven't felt before because you worked out totally different things so yeah you can you can mix it up a lot I would highly recommend that you do it gets really hard because you get into a groove and then you feel like I this is what I'm this is what I know I have a problem with that big time because I've been going for so many years I will just stick with what I know I do chest day I do you know I do buy try day. I do leg day and I don't know back yeah. day, whatever shoulders.
0: I, I mean so. that's that's totally a, an issue that the pros have too. Like of course, if I came yeah. from, I have like a came from a powerlifting type background, and like that was literally legitimately in like the past few decades, it became more of a thing when they started implementing more like bodybuilding type stuff into the programs of powerlifters because they legit were for like ever just doing like fucking heavy lifts all the fuck time I and mean, just like kind of in their own little perfect little zone of like. We're only doing powerlifting shit, and in the past few decades, they started like implementing more like bodybuilding and other type stuff. And they've actually, like you know, people are stronger than ever. You know, they've they've shown a lot of results. But yeah, I mean, I think they do complement each other. But kind of what I was getting at a strength would be like your like three sets of six or or, or less. So like three sets of you know, four, three, two, one, and then your hypertrophy is usually gonna be like three or four sets of eight to twelve of like whatever you think. and then anything over that is your endurance. So. And that's kind of the basic, how you can think of it. So it just depends on what you're going for. If you're trying to be, if you're trying to have like juicy muscles, you're going to want to go for the four sets of eight to 12 is generally speaking. You know, if you're trying to just be strong as fuck, you're going to want to do like three sets of six or less. But like I said, you kind of want to mix it up. So just so you guys get an idea, you know, for those listening where to go. Also, my DMs are open. So if you're just like, I don't know the fuck this dude's talking about, feel free to DM me. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I will just get written YouTube. Popper. Sorry, you guys I did, can
2: talk to talk. I wrote an article for Flapper last week about nutrition. I'm going to do something similar for working out too. So yeah. it, my DMs are also open. I don't want to step on Jose's toes, oh, but I'll okay. be writing an article as well. So if someone just wants easy access to it, they can find it on my page or they'll find it on Flapper.net. And, there, and there's going to be a workout primer too.
1: And if you can't tell, Travis is a fucking behemoth. So you definitely <laughs> want his advice. This dude is like, <laughs> like professional caliber physical condition. I mean, maybe not all the time, but you have been at certain points in your life. So, yeah, I need, honestly, I need to take more of your advice, but I'm just like, I'm in my fucking routine and I know what I'm doing. So I'm just like, ah, I don't, I don't yes. want it. But if get you, you down want here,
2: man, we're going we're gonna to work you out before you oh, head out to
1: California. Oh, yeah, definitely. But if you want to get fucking Shredsky, talk to these motherfuckers.
0: Yeah, Travis has arms that look like cocks. And fucking has cum gutters. <laughs> it's
1: true. It's true. It has the same vein action as my dick. It's wild.
0: <laughs> so there you go. That's that's what we're dealing with. You can't you can't tell because you're you you see that just the head. It's kind of hard yeah. to tell off the head, especially as long as he is. You would just assume maybe he's skinny, but <laughs> no. <laughs> Lo and behold.
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys can go on Clint Show Liberty Lockdown episode forty eight. We put up a, a shirtless picture of me for the. For the caption
0: yeah if you want to see
1: <laughs> the the full hulked out specimen
2: and that was like 20 right. pounds ago too so i'm carrying a lot more muscle than i than i was then
0: i bet yeah all right let's hit on cardio like i know we probably i don't know you guys' feelings in cardio i'm not a big fan of cardio i came from more of a powerlifting type background even when i did sports it was like cardio was like i was like playing soccer or something like it was still like i was like had something to you know, distract me, but like generally I fucking hate cardio. Um, you guys have any thoughts on cardio? I mean, it's kind of, nece- depending on your th- goals, it's kind of necessary.
2: I, I would say even if you are a power lifter, now, if you're a power lifter, you're going to want to go on the lower end of cardio, but anytime your cardiovascular fitness is lacking, the rest of your body's going to lack too, because you're not going to be able to oxygenate, oxygenate the muscles properly. So if you're not getting proper oxygenation to the muscles, you're cutting yourself short, even in power lifting. So in uh, a bodybuilding context, and if you want to get as lean as possible, you're going to need to do more cardio and probably more, a little more intense cardio, and you're going to have to find that balance between doing intense cardio and losing muscle versus maintaining your muscle and losing fat. And, but if you're powerlifting, you're going to want to do shorter, uh, lower-end cardio, just enough to get your heart rate up to low to moderate intensity, and you're going to want to do that for maybe 12, 15 minutes a few times a week, just enough so your heart's healthy, you're oxygenating everything, and by the way, it's going to help your deck too, so you're going to get better boners. <laughs>
0: Hey, you're going to lose your fucking gains. When, when I squatted 625, I was like – I probably was like five pounds heavier than I am now, but I was like – I was pretty goddamn uh, – I don't know. I was definitely not cardiovascularly fit. I was just lifting heavy like a motherfucker. Like, stairs would kick my ass. Like, yes, I could move a goddamn mountain, but I'd be like – I'd go upstairs <laughs> like <gasps>
1: – yeah. No, it's, it's totally true. And and I've i done both because I, I – before I got really heavily into vo- uh, beach volleyball, I was – 210 and I was really jacked and then I started to play volleyball and no matter how much I lifted my body just kept shrinking and I ended up being 190 pounds and I was I was in great shape I was probably in the best shape of my life in terms of appearance but it was very frustrating because I started to lose all these gains so that's that's a trade-off for most people unless you're going to supplement which we'll talk about later Uh, for the most part if you do a lot of cardio which I was doing you know four or five hours on the beach two or three days a week that, that is going to shrink your body if you're a bigger guy. Um,
2: and a lot of I, us who get into this have some element of vanity, too. Not only because, hey, we built this. We built our body, and we enjoy seeing it. It helps our confidence. So when we start losing that, we're like, oh, shit. That that, be, that becomes your identity, right? You, if you fake right. it until you make it, then you made it. And if you start to lose it, you're like, well, shit, what am I now? What, what right. am I well, to yeah. now? So you start freaking out, and you really do get body dysmorphia. So yeah. when you start losing sure your can. gains, it's, it's hard to deal with.
1: Yeah, and and also it's just the numbers too. Like you are accustomed to gaining, so like if you are progressively increasing that amount, like I got sick two weeks ago and I was I was sick for a full week, and I went back to the gym and my fucking my bench is down a lot and it pisses me off because I had been fucking going ham and then all of a sudden just one week off and I seriously lost a lot. So um, it comes and it goes quickly, but I don't I don't want to focus on that as much as just like just keep. At It like that. There is no, there is no like end mark Uh, for, for anybody that's serious about bodybuilding or, or body maintenance. At some point you, you cross this, this idea of like, I'm going to get to this, this plateau of perfection. And you just go like, this is my life. This is what I do. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be a decently in shape guy until I die. Like I'm going to go to the gym forever. Until I can, and you
2: will, and you will structure everything in your life to make sure that happens exactly.
1: So,
0: yeah. You, oh, sorry. You you brought some a good point there, Clint. The you're kind of getting at goals, like kind of like I think if anything, this actually applies to a lot of other things in life too. That like when it comes to lifting, I feel like you have to learn how to set your goals. I think it's good to have short term goals, and I think it's lesser importance, but it, it's still kind of important to have long term goals as well. Like for example, like in the, in the, in the, to look at like with lifting, it's easy. It's easy for me. Cause I like will literally write down everything I do. So like for me, I can be like, all right, well I'm benching and I'm 225 for three sets of 12 right now. Um, now I want to get to the point where I'm doing 245 for three sets of 12 and that can be like a, a short term goal. But now I can be like, I want to fucking bench 365, you know, within the next few months, like, or, or whatever, maybe not even put a time frame on it. Like, I feel like it's good to have short goals that way they're attainable. And it's kind of like, you can see progress. But at the same time, it's also you do kind of want to have things to look forward to because if you're only doing the little goals, little goals, little goals, but yeah, you can get you can kind of get lost in the sauce if you uh, if you're just like if you because I feel like a lot of people are like I'm gonna get fucking sexy or I'm gonna get strong, or, I'm gonna get whatever, and they don't really have attainable goals, you know what I mean? Like and so they just get like well I'm never gonna be this because I'm like I I've been big as fuck, I've been strong as shit, I've been sexy as hell, like I've been all different shapes and sizes and strengths and whatever, and I've never been satisfied. So that's why it's like you need to set, and that kind of goes in the body morphia thing a little bit too. But like you need to set like little goals so that way you don't get lost because your mind will play tricks on you. So you're like, yeah. I look in the mirror now and I'm not, I don't feel like, look, damn, I look fucking big or whatever. I'll be like, I might be like, I look fat or I look, I look fucking tiny. Like I, the only reason I know that I'm fucking strong is because I can look at numbers and be like, and the only reason I know I'm big is because my friends are like, fuck, you're big. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I am. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I to know, back, like, you up, to huh? back
2: you up, I went up and played volleyball with Clint, uh, Clint two or three months ago. And yep. we're on the beach. I'm in good shape. I didn't take my shirt off. I left my shirt on. And I'm pretty lean. I've got visible abs and everything. And I still, I kept my shirt on because I always see myself either as skinny or as fat. I don't see myself ever as where I want to be. Pure and madness. people will look at me like, what know. the hell? Like You look like Batman or something. And I'm like, yeah, but. Uh, When I see myself, I still either see that 315 pound guy I was at 19 and 20, or I'll see the guy, you know, when I was a kid growing up, when I was 6'1 and 150 pounds. So I won't see all the work I've put in. So you're right. If you don't have these attainable goals, you will lose sight of your progress because you're seeing yourself every day. You don't have someone, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in three months. Wow, you put on 10 pounds or you lost 20 pounds or you look great or whatever. No, you're seeing yourself every day. So those small incremental changes, you're not going to notice.
1: Yep. And I I love, and the, the beach that he's talking about, I play with all these 24-hour fitness trainers. So that's a, gy- a big gym here. So these guys are all in great shape. And I think that that, well, I, I don't think I'm in good shape. and I, th- I don't think I have body dysmorphia. I think I'm just in okay shape. But like, I love being around all these fucking Adonis's, including Travis, because it motivates me. It keeps me like, okay, there is another level I can go to, and I'm not doing it. So maybe I got to double down at the gym now. Uh, so I think that it goes both ways. Like you can, but there, it, it is all, it is a very serious issue. Like when I was in my best shape, I, I cannot get a six pack for the life of me. I was 190 pounds. I was strong as fuck. I'm six one. So 6'1" 190 in great shape. You should start to see abs. I just like, I'm one of those guys that like all of my fat goes to my stomach. So it is what it is. Um, but you just, just don't get disheartened. Just stay, just stay with it. Just realize the progress you've made. As you said, if you've had goals that you've achieved, Appreciate them. Take a moment to be like, "Great job, you've come a long way." Um, but then, you know, set a new goal.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just constantly busting through goals. That's all it is. Uh, I do want, while we're talking cardio, I want to touch on swimming. Swimming is fucking great. That one one of the two times I had uh, six packs in my life it was because I started doing a shitload of swimming. Like I actually like, I was like in really good shape, and I was like really, really pushing. And then I like then nice then implemented swimming into my routine because i was doing a ton of running and then once i implemented the swimming i noticed like changes pretty quick and that's when i hit my six pack is around that time when i started swimming because i mean i know they say technically like you're unable to like target like your fat loss i don't know if that's true or not like it's just like it's however your body is distributed yeah i mean i don't know but whatever i mean i'm sure there's something too that i'm also I'm building up those core muscles so while i'm losing fat i'm building up core muscles in different ways and if you're just running um so yeah i think swimming is fucking phenomenal when it comes to. uh Cardio, I fucking hate it other than like, I mean, I like to swim just a little bit for like fun if I'm on the beach or something, but like, yeah, for like, it's also, low, it's also it low impact.
2: It's low yeah. impact. So if you're, if you're very overweight or you have like an ankle soreness, or if you have some sort of mechanical issue where you can't really run or go on the treadmill or play basketball or play sports, swimming is perfect because you're in the water. So you're not putting all of that weight on all of your joints and all the connective tissues. So you can get the cardiovascular exercise. You can, and if you do different things with it, you can have fun, but you're also getting an incredible workout. So you're, when you're, I had, not breaking your, you're not breaking your joints and your body down so, and you're still getting the benefits.
1: When I had really bad uh, tendinosis of my knee, jumper's knee was basically what it was from basketball and then all this beach volleyball. That's what I did. I couldn't like, all I could do was the elliptical and then my knee got so bad that even the elliptical started to make it hurt. So I just switched to swimming. Like there is always an exercise you can be doing. So do not let, uh, and I'm older. So like, I think that's, part of the part of like you're going to have to adjust your workout routine as you get older because your body will you will have issues especially if you use it a lot which i do um so just keep just keep adjusting always realize that like you're probably just making an excuse you're like yes you are hurt and that's genuine but you're making an excuse in the sense that like you can adjust and find another way to continue on this path so that you don't lose all the all the gains that you've made
0: yeah that's a good point because i mean it's like a lot of people get like injured and shit and they'll be like and they'll just like either stop or they'll like be like, "Well, I don't do chest anymore because of this or whatever." <laughs> right, it's like, right. Well, you could fucking find another workout. Like, like yeah. I, f- for example, I fucked up my—I uh, don't know what I did. I never, never like I went to a doctor or anything, but I know once I was being a retard when I was like fucking nineteen and I was going like stupid heavy on skull crushers, which <laughs> is like not an exercise you really should be going heavy on. <laughs> and like, dangerous. yeah, and I also was like, it was—I was also in a young frame of mind where I was like that, like stupid, like. For example, like C.T. Fletcher is a big name, and he always goes on about like, no, there's no such thing as going too hard or overtraining. Yes, the fuck there is. Like listen to your body. If you feel something that doesn't feel right, you do need to like – I mean there's a difference between you being a bitch and like I'm about to fuck something up. <laughs> and, but
1: you like, got to know that difference though. Yeah,
0: exactly, and I was very much that stupid 19 like, no pain, no gain. Like fucking let's get huge. And like I fucking and when you're 19, like,
1: you're not going to experience a whole lot of
2: pain because you're going to yeah. recover pretty quickly. You're at the peak of yeah. your life, so. So
0: I remember I was going hard. And I heard like a crack or a snap or whatever. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And ever since then, I just haven't been able to do certain tricep exercises. You know what? My triceps are so strong as fuck, and you, like I just don't do certain tricep exercises. I just do different ones. There's all different exercises you can do. You know, like, and even then, like I will actually sometimes do those specific exercises that kind of hurt, but I'll just do low weight. You know, I'll do what I can. So like, I mean, I won't, I will listen to my body and not hurt it, you know, but yeah. yeah there,
2: are, there are multiple ways to skin the cat. So you yeah. can do it even if you're going to do moderate weight for 12 to 15 reps to make sure you're not going to put strain on the tendons or whatever the issue is, is bothering you. You can still get a great pump and a great hypertrophic workout with 12 to 15 reps and moderate weight, especially yeah. if you're really locked in, because a lot of times what we'll do if we, if we have a goal in mind, oh, I have to do, uh, I have to bench 225, 15 times for this rep. A lot of times we'll subconsciously allow other muscle groups to aid in that lift. And so we're not getting the full pectoral benefit that we would otherwise get. So if you just focus on each rep, getting it complete, getting it thorough, getting that full attention on the muscles that you're targeting, you might have to take a little hit to your ego, might take a little yep. pride. You might have to knock that down a little bit. But in the long run, you're getting a lot more benefit than you would if you just ego lift and you're getting other accessory muscles that aren't even really helping you out.
1: This is how you know Travis is a complete fucking savage. 225, <laughs> 15 reps. <laughs> I ain't doing that. That's yeah, a lot.
0: You bring up a good point. You do have to make sure there is a lot of times like, it's like I said, with my elbow. There have been times like I do like say tricep extensions, and I will fucking like those are one of the ones that hurt, and I will have to do like twenties or twenty fives and go like lightweight. And like I'm don't don't get me wrong, I do have this like self conscious. Like I see people around me, I'm like I feel like a little bitch because like I know I could go like fucking go. Go fucking bench like 335 right over there right now if i want to and i just look ridiculous you know doing some chick weight right now but it's like put your ego the fuck aside you're like we're all your, we're all working towards fucking getting stronger and that's it like your tricep
2: yeah. your tricep doesn't know the difference between 15 and 45 pounds yes your, your, your mind might other people might see that but that's your own ego that's your own brain coming up with this and thinking oh these people are judging me Your tricep doesn't know what the hell the weight is. So there are different, you can do an incline dumbbell uh, extension. uh, And there are lots of different ways you can do it to help take the strain off of whatever's bothering you to still get a thorough and complete workout and build a lot of strength.
1: And another thing about wear and tear injuries is that a, a lot of times people will just stop going because they have an injury. What I found is that I did that trying to let my jumper's knee recover, and it never did. And what actually ended up changing it was that I just went back and I started to really focus on my lower body workout, but with super lightweight, like just trying to build from the fucking bottom up. And I've never, my knee has never felt better since I was in my twenties and I'm 38. So there is something to be said for that too. Like just realize that you can, now I can do a really heavy weight again with my lower body. So like there is something beautiful about that where you can Yes, you might feel like a bitch in the moment, but it's it can allow you to get back to that that uh, you know that mountaintop.
0: Yeah, you made me think of something there. Uh, one thing I had the advantage of when I started working out at like twelve, my stepdad wouldn't let me touch heavy weights for mm-hmm. the first year of working out, like basically no weights at all. I was basically working with like basically the the lightest weights you can think of, or straight up bar. And right. he was just having me do the motions. And a lot of people don't realize there's a mind body connection going on when you're lifting. You're you're not only working your muscles, you're working your connection of your neurons to your muscles as well. Yep. And there's something to that. They've actually shown studies where people, they've had people like groups of people work out and then they've had groups of people who work out, but also when they're like at home, they think about working out and they've shown like in the motions in their head and they've shown that group actually get it gets more gains. And like, that's mm-hmm. a thing. Like you're building that mind body connection. And so that is like a big thing. I do think, you, you got there There is something to like, you know, just doing that lightweight or whatever. And also I think like, I don't know, just, just do it. I, don't know, I had a point I was getting at, but just like, don't be so fucking full of yourself that like, just do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just like, I think for me, it was it. like I, I spent the time building up that base, building up that mind body connection. Like for example, like uh, another thing I'm getting at when I like lifts, like say like, say I'm doing like really heavy squats or something one day, I will like work my way up to the heavyweight and I will do a set with a bar which is nothing for me. I'll do a set with a bar for a set of 10, slow controlled through the motion, focusing on the motion. Then I'll do 135 and I'll do the same thing for like, I don't know, eight then 225. and I'll do that for six and I'll work my way up to that heavy ass weight. But that whole time, like I'm for one, I'm building my body up to that, like heavier load, no homo. And then also I'm fucking, I'm also building up a mind body connection. There's something to the reps. That's a big thing that I learned from wrestling like, a lot of like what you're doing when you're like doing wrestling and stuff is you're like working different movements. And then like, for example, when I used to wrestle. I wouldn't even like, I could barely tell you what the fuck happened after the match because I was just went to fucking like chimp mode and just fucking just did shit. Like I was just acting on instinct. I was working on my fucking like my muscle memory at that point. And that actually applies to lifting as well.
1: It's totally true. The the form is really, really important. And, and if you're, if you go straight to your max, your form is going to be shit. Because you're just like your body is. First off, your muscles aren't warmed up, so you're like you're you're really increasing your chances of injuring yourself. But also, the form will, it'll follow your your body will track. You know what what you did with the lighter weight. Um, so I think it's really good advice. And also, the really cool thing is the younger you start, and I'm, I don't mean 12 or 13, but if you start say 18 to 20, if you're a younger listener right now, it's really beneficial because first off, your body gets gains a lot more easily you recover way faster you get sore basically not at all and then what's really cool I about it, it what's that i uh, miss, you miss that. it yeah, me too, <laughs> tell me about it uh, but then what's really cool about it is like if you get to a high level at a young age and then you fall off it's so much easier because your your muscles have this memory and it's actually uh, maybe we can tie this into the next conversation about steroids because it's a known fact that if you take steroids to, and you get gigantic, it is now easier with you not on steroids to get to a really high level. Um, so I think that's, that's part of the, like the MMA debate is like if you have ever been popped for steroids, should you ever be allowed to fight again? Because it's, it is an unfair advantage because your body has now been permanently altered, even though you are no longer cheating technically. Um, it's a really interesting debate. But anyways, the point being, if you, the earlier you start, the better off you are
0: yeah the sto- steroids thing all the steroids are is testosterone which part of why you do so well at a younger age is because your body that's is producing more, more testosterone so you that's that why fucking boner
2: 24 7 bro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, so there, and not only not only do you usually have more testosterone you have a lot more free testosterone mm-hmm. so by the time you're about your age jose you're still producing close to the same levels that you were 10 years ago but your free testosterone is starting to drop and by the time you're my age i'm still producing close to the same amount that i was at your age but my free levels are way down so I'm I'm just not I just don't have the same ability to access it that I did 5 Dude, 6 years
1: ago. I'll tell you at at 38 now it is wild how much less my muscles pump. Like I'm as strong as I've ever been, but my body doesn't look how it used to. It's it's a fascinating thing. Like I like I remember when I used to curl when I was in my late 20s, my my arms would look like pulsatingly gigantic, like like ridiculous. And now I can lift more weight doing the same routine, and I will still have like it's just it just isn't the same pump. So there, there is a physiological change that just happens, man. It's inevitable.
0: All right, let's move on to diet. Travis, you seen you said you wrote an article on diet. So what would be some diet tips you give to someone who's just trying to get into shape or whatever? I mean, I, it obviously depends on your goals. That's one thing. You know, like if you're trying to be big as fuck. You can just kind of eat whatever, but I'll let you go.
2: (laughs) I I would say even if you're trying to get big and just get as big as possible, I would still say to try to limit as much crap as possible. So get rid of all of the like vegetable oils, all of like the canola, all the seed oils, all as much fast food as possible and try to eat meat. So get all of your, your fat from your meat sources. So you can get your beef, eat eat a lot of fatty beef too, by the way, whether you're trying to get lean or you're trying to get big, you're going to want to eat beef because you need the saturated fat. the cholesterol for your testosterone levels uh also to eat a lot of anti-estrogenic vegetables so those are cruciferous vegetables they have uh, indole-3-carbinol which is a compound that when your body breaks it down it's going to turn it basically is going to prevent your body from aromatizing free testosterone into estrogen so if even if you're producing a ton of testosterone and you're some freak in nature and you're like the 98th percentile of testosterone production if you're eating a bunch of crap and you're overweight and you're not working out your body's converting that into estrogen so you're not going to get the full benefit so if you eat things like white mushrooms spinach broccoli um cauliflower rutabaga there's a whole list of them that i have in the article that we can link when we, when we post this on twitter but if you eat a lot of those you're going to reduce as much as possible your testosterone to estrogen conversion so you're going to want to eat those and you want a lot of it too so almost every meal that you can try to get those vegetables in uh, eggs beef chicken. Those are going to be your main primary, uh, protein sources. And you're going to probably going to want to eat at least 0.75 grams per pound of body weight. So if like for you, Jose, you're 215, you're going to want to eat probably at least 170 grams of protein. And that's minimum. So if if you're on a cut, you're going to want to eat more because you're going to be lowering your carb levels if you wanted to cut weight and your body's going to take some of that protein and turn it into glycogen. So you're not going to get that uh, protein synthesis for your muscles. And I'm going super autistic and dry and boring right now. So you can (laughs) pepper me with questions if you want to uh, spice it up. But in fruits too, you're going to want to eat fruits, especially if you're trying to gain muscle. If you don't have any glycogen in your system, one, your workouts are going to suck. You're going to be tired. You're going to get in, you're going to push, and there's going to be nothing there. You're not going to get a pump. And also, you're not going to recover as as readily because your body's going to take all that protein and it's going to say, hey, cool, I need glycogen. So it's going to suck the protein. Instead of going to your muscles, it's going to try to make energy out of it. Great for weight loss, not great if you're trying to build muscle so you're gonna to want to eat a lot of fruits. A lot, of, a lot of berries have a lot of micronutrients, a lot of vitamin C. You, know, you throw them in smoothies. Put in your whey protein. Throw a couple of cups of fruit in there. Throw some spinach in there. Boom! You've got a nice, nutritious protein shake. You got a few hundred calories, and you're good to go. So that that those would be kind of the basics. You're, it sounds really stupid. Like you're told as a kid, hey, eat your fruits and vegetables. You need to eat your fruits and vegetables if you want to be healthy and get your best gains.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't have much to add because he's obviously much more of the, the diet specialist. But I would say that I, I've been off and on, but basically just consistently on a ketogenic diet for, I don't know, five years or something, you know, since since Rogan built it into my brain. Um, so that that is just a super low carb diet, like almost zero. And you're just eating tons of fat, tons of tons of protein and vegetables, too. Um, but it's primarily just meat. You're just eating a ton of meat. And and I've I have found personally that that is for if you struggle with your diet, which a lot of people do, I do too. Um, I think that's probably the best diet because you get to eat the things that are the most satisfying while still maintaining a good physical appearance. So I would highly recommend people look into that if you are the type of person that struggles with dieting to look into the ketogenic diet because you can still fucking eat bacon and burgers and all sorts of shit. You just have to cut the cut the carbs the out. So.
2: Yeah, And that's something I, I didn't mention either. I intentionally didn't mention bread because it is so easy to get a bowl of pasta and chicken and the pasta is going to add 300 calories and you're not really getting much nutritional benefit out of it. It's just extra calories. Yeah. So you're going to end up gaining weight and it's not really going to do you a whole lot of good. Yeah. When you, so I, serious, I
1: bread. when you get in the real serious lifting, that's the hardest part. I mean, if you're trying to cut, is just getting away from the carbs. Like you will never desire a bowl of pasta more than when (laughs) when you've been on a ketogenic diet for months. Uh, But it's is—it's the price you pay.
0: Yeah, that's the biggest difference for me is like whether I'm cutting or whether I'm trying to like bulk up is basically the carbs. So like like complex carbs specifically, so like pastas, bread, shit like that. Like if I'm trying to be fucking sexy, if I'm trying to like, you know, be like have a bodybuilding type thing or if I'm trying to cut weight, yeah, that's the biggest thing I'll do is I'll cut those out. And it's like, I wouldn't say I necessarily have gone keto fully cause I mean like he's like Ty- Travis was kind of saying, you know, you do like vegetables and fruit, but I, I kind of like, I've always said it's kind of like a mix between paleo and fucking like keto where it's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm still eating, I'm eating a lot of meat, a lot of fatty meats, but I'm also eating some veggies and fruit as well. Um, that's kind Just of cutting where up the at.
2: worst of the diet. If you cut, yeah. if you cut the worst 25% of your diet, you're going to, you're going to see improvement.
0: Yeah. And if you're really, 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 really trying to cut weight, count your fucking calories. I've only yes. done that like twice. It's fucking awful. I hate it. But if you're like, I only did it, I think uh, I did it once for lifting me and uh, did it for something else. Like basically it was like making weight thing. But uh, what is it? Uh, Kind of forget how many calories it is. It's a thousand calories per pound or no, uh, no, 2,500 calories. I think to, to, uh, you have to lose. Well, it
2: usually yes, depends on what your goals are, but I mean, if, if you're a healthy active man, you're probably going to be 12 uh, calories per pound of body weight of lean, of lean weight. So say if you're 180 pounds lean, If you don't work out and you're just kind of sitting around, multiply that by 12, and more or less that's going to be your baseline.
0: Oh, I remember what it is. It's it's if you reduce your what you're supposed to be your baseline by a thousand calories per day, you'll lose two pounds a week. Yes. So you can kind of do the math from there. So that's that's I've literally had to do it before. It's fucking awful counting every goddamn calorie. But if you're really that determined, if you have some goal you're gonna make, now I would not suggest a lot of people like like, well, that's how they live their life. I wouldn't suggest that. I'm personally – I know, Travis, you seem to have done this autistic way. You seem to be. It's kind of your life thing. I feel like for most people, it's kind of like I was getting out earlier with your lifting. It's like the best routine is what you'll do. The best diet is what you'll do as well. So a lot of people get into these like, oh, I'm going to count calories or I'm going to have this fat diet or do this. You got to figure out what you like to eat and then try to fit that with your diet because really you need to have something you could do consistently because if you have some sort of crash diet bullshit – or counting calories, you're going to burn out and you're probably just going to end up being a fatty again. Like that's yep. really
1: all it's going to be. Like That's totally true. And and that's <laughs> that's why that's why the keto diet works for me. Mm-hmm. And the other reason about it is I get a cheat day. Uh, I because I haven't been taking it seriously, I've had a cheat weekend for years where I just go fucking ham Saturday and Sunday and then Monday through Friday I eat like a fucking priest. So that's that's how it works. It, you, you're you going to have to find the balance. But for me, I need those binge days where I just like crush carne asada nachos and all sorts of garbage because it allows me to then feel like, OK, I've now satiated that part of my brain. Now I can actually survive this treacherous week ahead where I have to eat. You know, shit I don't really enjoy to eat. So,
2: and, that, and that's yeah. a good point, Jose. Not everyone is autistic like I am, like literally, I am <laughs> autistic. So, for me, I can eat the same food <laughs> in the same order every day for years at a time. And I'm cool with it. I, I love it because I get, it gives me structure and I know what I'm going to eat and I, I can exactly. plan ahead and I can buy in bulk and I can do all this stuff. And cool, I got I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to freak out and literally spurg out because, oh my God, I don't have, you know, my certain meal that I want to eat. Other people aren't, well, other, most people aren't going to think that way. So all of the healthy foods that you can find in the article that that I've written, pick the the two or three you know you like and you know you can consistently eat and hammer those. You don't have to eat all of them. Just pick the ones you know you'll like and eat those as often as you can. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's probably the best advice I could give.
0: Yeah, and even even with like say for example the keto thing, I think personally from this the little bits of studying I've done, I do think it's better health, for your health to have a higher protein, higher fat, especially in in relation to fucking putting on muscle. I think that's better. But they have shown that I think, like, so far as weight loss goes, really all that fucking matters is the calories. So if you're some fucking chick who fucking loves pasta and you can't live without pasta, if you can somehow fit that into your diet and make that work and you're fucking, you're, you're, you have a higher carb diet or whatever, but your calories are roughly where they need to be. If you can make that work, whatever. For me, the carbs aren't worth it. I fucking love steak. I love bacon. I love fatty fucking meats. Like, that is the shit I like. Like, I am man. Like, that's what I am. But I was just like, going
2: to say, you are a straight male. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, like, I, like, a lot of this comes down to a lot of everything that we're saying comes down to knowing yourself. I don't know. There's some philosophers say, what? no, know, know oneself or know thyself or some shit. But really, it's what it comes down to when it comes to, you know, like i think, what, I think that routine? was in the bible i don't know maybe i don't fucking know but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, know that yourself i'm pretty sure it's a biblical passage but yeah
0: anyway. i think so yeah i know you mentioned it but yeah yeah no it really is about knowing yourself so when it comes to diet like you know what you will do so like and in, in, you don't have anyone to impress if you're trying to get better figure out something you can do and as long as it's progress and it also doesn't have to be your end goal die or end goal workout just something that moves you that way, you know, and don't be like, well, I heard Joe Rogan said keto is the way to go. So I'm going to do keto, even though I fucking hate bacon. I hate steak. I hate fatty meats. Like, well, you're going to fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. And
2: you're, you're also like, gay. If someone is six foot 10 and they're naturally have a frame that's going to put them at 270 pounds, running a marathon is not a great idea. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have, and I'm, in, I'm not, a, I'm not a believer in the, in the idea that, Oh, well, if you have a certain body type, you can't eat certain foods or whatever. I don't really believe that. But if you have food tastes and you have uh, things that you enjoy that are so far away from keto or you have, you're have, you just totally averse to eating those types of foods, it's not going to work. It's going to take so much effort out of you that you're going to be so miserable that your life is just going to suffer to a point where it's not worth it. And the whole goal of this really is to increase your quality of life. And if you're crushing yourself and you feel terrible, it's... it's you're playing with
1: fire at that point. This, this is the exact same logic that applies to the workout routine. If you're if you're doing a crash course workout where you haven't worked like that's a really big problem. People that ha- haven't ever worked out before and they just go to the gym and they go fucking nuts and then they're sore as shit the next day, like sore sore like problem sore like you can't do you can't move for a couple days. Um, your routine is fucked. So like you have to ease yourself into it, but you also have to find something that suits your body and acclimate to it. But the most important thing, the goal here is to make this a lifestyle change. You're not trying to change, you know, the next week. You're trying to change the next 40 years. So right. if that's if that's your mentality, you should work into that. So you shouldn't be doing a diet that you're going to like literally despise because there's no chance that you're going to stick with that. Same with the workout routine. Mm.
0: But yeah, I mean, generally speaking with diet, we kind of all really inherently know what are kind of healthy and what kind of aren't. Like I know, we had the food pyramid, but even then, most of us know that's bullshit. From but the I government, mean, of course, that's
2: horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: I in fairness,
1: know. in fairness, when I was a kid, I did not know that. I thought, yeah. I thought that you had to have so many grains and so many this and that. I was, you know, I was duped. Um, we and, I dead def- dead. and I yeah. definitely thought that fat made you fat, like that mm-hmm. was that was what we were taught, and I I believed it a hundred percent. So that was probably the biggest shift for me. So yeah, I, but you're right. Other than that, for the most part, we know like if you're crushing McDonald's every day, you, you know, you know, it ain't good. So <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if
2: you're, if you're taking it out of a box versus getting something out of the ground, you're the stuff that's coming out of the ground is probably better for you.
1: Yeah. That's a good rule of thumb too. Um, I, I got to run here pretty soon. So you want to get in the oh, roid yeah. combo? Yeah.
0: Let's talk about fucking roids. Uh, yes, I have for legal reasons to joke, but I have partaken, uh, I mean, specifically as pro hormones. So they were actually legal. Technically it's like one of those gray areas. I never did like the fully illegal shit. Uh, Travis, you said you're knowledgeable, and Clint, you didn't say you've done it, but you, you, you're you knowledgeable on the topic as well. Uh yeah, I, I,
1: I have not done it, but yeah. I know a decent amount.
0: I mean my biggest thing is like if you're one of these people who's listening to this because you want to get beginner tips, just fucking don't don't even – you don't even need to be concerned with this part of the conversation because if you're a fucking beginner, this is not the place for you. Really, yeah. I, like I don't think you should be fucking with your endocrine system whatsoever. You probably shouldn't be fucking with it at all. I'm not going to lie. Like I would probably do it again if I could uh just because i fucking loved it but at the same time it's probably not good <laughs> like, you're dicking with your endocrine system and, and that endocrine system will dick right back so right. <laughs> like
2: and, and, and that goes in both directions too whether with diet or you're going to do some exogenous hormones uh like the the uh, the try guys they did their their test levels three or four years ago and you could as you could probably guess by looking at them they all scored extremely low because they didn't, you know, they didn't eat, they didn't work out. So they ate a bunch of foods that tanked their test levels. And so they were they had the testosterone levels of like 95 year old men. And if you if you do exogenous testosterone levels, you are literally shutting off your body's your body will stop producing testosterone. So if you start injecting or I don't do oral steroids by the way, they're terrible for your liver and other digestive organs. But if you if you do a cycle of roids when you go off, one, your balls are going to shrink. They're going to look like resins. Two, your body's not going to be producing testosterone anymore. So you're going to go, you're going to hit this extreme event where your body just completely crashes and you're you're going to be in a world of trouble if you don't prepare for it. So, it, it, so first off, if you haven't been lifting and, and taking it seriously and dieting for at least five years, you're an idiot. Don't do steroids. Just don't even think about it. You need to give five solid, consistent years of hard training and hard dieting. And then once you've hit your genetic limit, that's when you can start worrying about steroids. That's when you take it to the next level.
0: Yeah, yep. and even then, it's like, because it's like you need to be, if you're going to fuck with that shit, you might as well get the max amount of it. And if you're not like at a point where you're consistently like basically at your plateau, you're, you're fucking, you're, your routine's on point, your diet's on point. Like, why are you even fucking with like the next level shit? Like why? Right. There's, there's no reason for it at that point. Like You're,
2: you're not, you're you're not, not going to get the benefit, you're right.
0: Yeah, you're not going to get the max benefit out of it. So, I mean, I can tell you from firsthand knowledge from using the biggest thing you get out of it is that it allows you to increase your workload. So, I mean, you will like gain more from every workout, but the big thing, so if anyone out there you do do it, like you need to start, you need to take into account that, like, I don't know, you probably need to start doing two days because that's the big thing is it allows your muscles to repair quicker. Uh, I mean, I'm probably, it's probably different from different types of shit, but that was the big thing. Like when I did it, I did like two days because it was like, Otherwise, it was a waste. I wasn't getting the max benefit because I would like I would do the hardest workout ever, and then like I might be sore for like half a day, and then I'd be fine. So yeah, like that's uh, wild, yeah.
1: So. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's really all there is to be said about it, in my opinion. It's like if you're if you're young, I wouldn't ever consider it. If you are at your max limit, like biologically, where you have gotten really, really gigantic and you're in great shape, and you want to see what your body is capable of with assistance, that's the only reason to do it in my view. And as they've said, it genuinely will shut off your own biological production. So that's why you, you will oftentimes hear about professional athletes getting popped for, I think it's not clonopin. It's some well, some there's sort
2: a, of there's Clomid and there's a bunch Clomid. of other uh, HCG one. and there's a lot of other, basically what they'll give women fertility drugs to help exactly kick their luteinizing mm-hmm. hormones that help restart your testosterone
1: levels. Exactly. So like, this is this is a very serious endeavor, and you have to you have to enter it with that in mind because you're going to have to you're basically deprogramming your own natural production of testosterone, and then you have to reprogram it to come back online. Um, the other problem with it, you talked about body dysmorphia earlier. It is a major issue with steroid users. They they never feel big enough, and once you get to a really high level from steroid use, and then you come back down to earth because you're like, I don't want to continue on this path, then you feel fucking awful because your testosterone's all fucked up and you're, you're back to your normal biological limit and you feel like, "Well, I I used to be able to do XYZ and now I can't." It's like, "Yeah, of course you couldn't because you were a freak." Like that's not that's not what you're supposed to be able to do biologically. So, uh all that being said, you only live once. It's your life. If you want to go for it, like that's also your choice. I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a libertarian. Like do whatever drugs you want to do. That includes steroids if you want to. Uh, but just be aware of the risks that you're taking on. I, I would one other thing to add is that I have heard that there are it, it's it's really tough because it's correlation versus causation, and uh, there there is something to be said for the reckless lifestyle that some of these guys that get to try and be as big as possible. They also oftentimes will be alcoholics or cocaine addicts and things like that. But they die really young. That is a mm-hmm. statistical fact. People that use steroids statistically die really young. You can see it with the wrestling. Uh, crowd like all the pro wrestlers how they all die but they're also bodybuilders. Getting, yeah bodybuilders as well but they're also living really aggressive lifestyle so like i don't know for a fact that steroids are actually killing these people young but there is something to be said for the fact that you are bigger than your body is biologically meant to be and that's going to be taxing on all of your internal organs so i think it's just logical to assume that if you are meant to be a 210 pound man maximum and you walk around at 285 for, for you know 15 years because you've been juicing. It's likely that your heart's not handling that so well, including your kidney, liver, everything else. So even even consi- if
2: you're even if you're low body fat, holding that much extra mass makes your heart and everything else work that much harder. So yep. even though you have a low body fat percentage and you are quote in shape end quote you are putting excess strain on your body and it it, it does wear it down. So there is yep. both exogenous pressure pressure as well as the pressure your body uses internally to try to keep up with all of that. Cause like you said, it's not, it's not what your body was capable of doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got, yeah, you guys can bring a good point. Like, uh, like I would suggest if you're going to go down this route, like there's a reason why they call it cycles, doing cycles. Like I think you should, a lot of people will like cycle on cycle off and then like wait a month to do it again. I think you should wait probably at least six months plus before you do another cycle again, because well, a lot of people don't realize you're putting... The biggest thing is your muscles are growing super quick. But there's other parts of your body that go into lifting. There's right. your tendons. There's shit like that. So if you were... And those don't grow at the same pace. No, exactly. So that's, that's what I'm getting. Like if those... If you're... Say if you're constantly cycling and you're constantly putting on this mass, your tendons aren't growing at the same rate or aren't strengthening at the same rate. So you're, you're, you're basically your body's... Your muscles are be, getting to a point where they can handle a load that your tendons can't. And one of these days, it's going to be Snap City. So... Yep. You know, like that's. And then you if, you think, if, you,
2: if you think it sucks that you're not getting your goals, and wait till not only you're coming off steroids, but then you can't lift for three to six months or a year because you had to have major surgery. Then you're yeah. really in, in some trouble.
1: Bye yeah. bye gains. Yeah. <laughs> They're all gone. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. The, the, another thing too is you need. I actually think if you're gonna fuck with this, you need to be in a level place, me- like mentally, because it plays mental games with you. Like you guys brought up, like someone brought up, like the coming off. Like you go below natural testosterone levels. Yeah especially if you don't like like dip. i mean pretty much no matter what your your levels are going to dip below normal because you're essentially yo-yoing your shit like and now it's going to go back in a normal production and your body hasn't been producing testosterone like it was but it's going to go down and so you're going to have a period of time where you are kind of like you're just like feeling kind of and like if you you also need to push through and be like well i need to keep fucking working out i need to keep doing it even though it's gonna because you're gonna go from a point where you're going to the gym every day and seeing fucking awesome gains. You're working out multiple times a day, not getting sore. You're fucking feeling like, fuck, you feeling like I don't know. You feel like a goddamn uh, alpha. Like you're just walking around like, head like a superhero. Up. Yeah, you do. You legit. Not, not that like, I've done it
2: myself. I should probably put the disclaimer. Yeah. I myself have not used them. Yeah, but no. Still, like I, you, you legit.
0: Your testosterone is up. You feel like a goddamn alpha male. Like you feel like fucking like hot shit. And then like, then you're going to come off and then you're just going to feel like you're going to go from that to kind of feeling the exact opposite of that. You're going to not be getting the same thing every workout. And one of the biggest reasons I think why people have these, like they lose a lot of their gains after it is because they don't stick with it because they don't have the mental health because it fucks with them. And then they go from going to the gym and then like, not only are they not making gains, they might actually be losing it. And so then a lot of times people just give up and like, well, like, you know, not, maybe not give up, give up, but they're like not go to the gym as much, skip a day here and there, you know, shit like that. Cause it's just like, it just doesn't feel the same. You're like, Ugh. it's just like, it's like drudgery then going to the gym. Whereas yeah. before it was like, you know, you kind of felt like an Adonis being like fucking, you know, I'm about to go show out, you know, you yeah. feel like a
2: kid. You feel like a kid again, you know, yeah. so you have all the energy in the world, you're going to recover and you're going to feel great and you're getting results. You're like, dude, fuck yeah. You're just going to keep doing it. And when you said your testosterone levels drop, not only do they drop, but they drop to the levels of like a woman. So that's why when people say, oh, I get gyno or whatever, because your estrogen spices the roof, but also you get extreme depression, your sex drive, like you will not get erections. Your sex drive disappears. It's, it's not good. And then and some people will kill themselves. They'll get suicidal and they'll kill themselves because they went off of a cycle and they're so screwed up because their brain is just running on these hormones that you're not as a man, you're not supposed to be running with. That It is it's it is really dangerous to do that without knowing what you're doing first and having a, a plan of action, not only do, while you're doing it, but when you're coming off and, and moving forward too not just for the one or two or three cycles or whatever you're going to do. Like Clint said, we want to be we're, we're going to live, hopefully, 70 plus years. So if you're a 25 year old dude, you're going to hopefully be doing this, working out and being fit and staying active for another 45 years. So you need to think about the long term as well. So oh, cool. Yeah, you're going to be great. You're going to get jacked for three months and then you're off. and Then what? I think it's, to that?
1: It's, the, it's the exact same logic that I applied to investing. If you try and get rich quick, you're going to go broke. And when I, when I advise investors, I always say like, this is about consistent high single digit gains year after year. And you will get the compound growth from that. Same with same with bodybuilding. Like if you try and just go for broke and you start hitting, hitting the, the sauce right away, you're likely going to fall apart. So like, I, I, I try to embrace the drudgery of it. I try to embrace the grind and just be like, this is my life. I get up and I go to the gym every single day. That's all there is to it. And if I don't, I feel bad. So that's, that's how I do it. And I don't, I've never, I've never even really been, I've never even been like drawn towards steroids personally. Um, even though I know I could get way jacked if I were to, and that's, that's appealing. Um, but I just don't, it's not worth the trade off for me. Like if, if you can get to a a point that you're happy with how you look and feel, do you need to take it to that next level? Um, so just keep that in mind. You are, there is a trade off that you are making if you go down that path.
0: Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I would probably do it again, but it would be under the, (laughs) under under the right circumstances. But even then, I remember someone says something along the lines of like, not, not shortcutting, you need to do your research, know what you're doing. I don't know how many people like you, I think it was you, Clint saying going for broke. That kind of sparks in my head. Most of the people who got gyno or like had all these other – I've never had any negative side effects ever, hmm. like at all. I just haven't. I've, I think I've done two or three cycles I believe. I can't remember how many. But I fucking – I've never had any negative effects all ever. But I also researched my shit. I fucking like had all my stuff ready. I like – a lot of people – the people that I know that have had issues have been, who have been people who either didn't do the research or they did do the research and they go, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to double up. I'm going to double the dose. Or they'll be like, you know what? I'm just gonna go do. I'm just, you know, instead of just doing like a month cycle, I'll do a two month cycle and I'll come off. You know, yeah. shit like that. And it's like, this is a shit. Those are the people who come off and have puffy nipples and shit like that. Like, those are the people who have issues. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I probably, I was also to some extent playing the lottery. Like, because you are dicking with your endocrine system. I, I, could have had issues. I've been lucky, but I also wasn't like, I wasn't testing it even ever even further than I needed to. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, like. It, I think even my first cycle, I might have even done less than I was supposed to. Cause I was like, I just want to test this out. Like, so like, yeah. yeah, I mean, that is the thing you need to not be in that dumbass. I've known people who were like, just like, Oh, I'm just going to stay on a cycle. I'm like, dude, you're fucking retarded. Yeah.
1: And, <laughs> and, and I, and I want to say also, I think the danger is actually overstated when it comes to steroids because historically it's been, it's been tried to be portrayed as like, you know, suicidal almost where you're, or you're going to be homicidal. Like there is all these really, really serious horror stories about it. But like I said, I think a lot of that is correlation causation where you're dealing with people who are very alpha aggressive dudes who are already like probably functioning from perhaps a place of mental illness that is driving them towards this path. And then you throw this fuel on the fire with all this, all this extra testosterone. Then they end up fucking chopping their, <laughs> their family's heads off. Like, yeah, I mean, There is, there is bad shit that can happen, but those are, I think they're the exceptions to the rule. I think if you do it really, really safely, you can get away with it. Um, but also because it's a black market affair, oftentimes you will get shit that you're, you're putting into your body that you don't know exactly what it is. Or you're being told it's something and it might be something slightly, slightly different, and things like that. So just be aware, man. That's all I can say about it.
2: And, and in ster- and in steroids themselves, that hasn't made a whole lot of advances in the last 40 to 50 years. So a lot of the drugs that are being that were used in Arnold's day are still the test, the testosterone uh, chemicals are are the ones that are used today. The one the, the advances that we've seen are in the pro hormones and in the SARMs. And ironically enough, it's a lot of the uh, medical advances they've done for transitioning for uh, female, to, especially female to male transitions. Yeah. Well, not, not just that,
1: but also to hide it, to hide the use. They, yeah, they've, they've that, evolved a it. lot in that way.
2: Yes. They, they evolved a lot with it, with the, uh, masking agents, but also from the female to male, like, uh, those like sure. pro hormones and SARMs that has helped advance those like more of the supplement type, uh, products that are out there. So the steroids themselves, the, the things that were working 30, 40 years ago, those are still the ones that work now, but there are a lot of those new products that are coming out that are the result of a lot of this new research that has, has come out a lot of because of the the, the trans movement.
0: Yeah, this is got, another one of those things where it's like knowing it, yourself because it's hey, ho, that, Jose,
1: I got I got to run man. I'm sorry. Okay, I was about um, to I
0: was about to do plugs right now. So oh, Okay. But, okay. <laughs> but you know, I, this is another one of those things where you got to know yourself because like Clint was saying like, you know, with the mental health thing, this will make you fucking like it made me more I don't know rational emotional. So if you don't have your head on straight, it will fuck you up. So this yeah. is another one of those things of knowing yourself. That's kind of the big theme of this whole episode. Just know yourself, know what you can do. You know, don't be fucking with shit you shouldn't yeah. be fucking if you're, with. If
1: you're suffering depre- depression or anxiety prior, mm-hmm. don't even fucking consider yeah. this stuff. Like, it could definitely put you over the edge. So make sure that you're in a very good place all the way around in your life before you can consider it. All
0: right, all right Clint, you want to drop Agreed. the plugs?
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> At Liberty Lockpot on Twitter, Liberty Lockdown on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all over the place. Check me out.
0: All right, thanks so much. You, you want to drop me plugs, Tra- Travis? Are you yeah, uh, confirmed
2: linklet on Twitter or Travis underscore Tyree on Twitter. You can look up either one. I'll pop up. I've been writing articles for Flapper.net. It's a group, dudes being guys, just giving some commentary on cultural, social, political stuff. Uh, then we have a couple of female contributors too, but you know they're, they're kind of dudes being guys as well. So we like to, have, like to have a lot of fun, throw some memes on Twitter and all that sort of thing. And I just want to encapsulate everything we, we've been saying. The goal in all of this you're going to improve yourself across the board. So you, you don't think of this as just a physical endeavor. By improving your health and losing fat, and gaining muscle, you will actually alter, also alter your hormone profile itself. So you're going to lean more towards testosterone, a little towards less towards estrogen. So that whole meme of, oh yeah, these people who go and they get fit and they work out, they're going to go right wing. There is a little bit of, cor- there is some correlation to that. It's, there's more than a little bit of correlation. There is something to that. So, if you want to become more of a man, more independent, you want to be the, you want to be more of a leader, get your body right. That's gonna that's yeah. gonna yeah. to help you get that
1: in, achieved. and that that's exactly why I use the metaphor of investing because a lot of this is about delayed gratification. you know, mm-hmm. like we are you're not eating what you want to eat every day, but you are looking for something in the future that you know will feel better than that momentary pleasure. Same thing with investing. same thing with bodybuilding, same thing with dieting. All the way across the board. This is about this is a lifestyle change. This changes your your entire brain structure and how you view the world. It's a very powerful tool. It has absolutely revolutionized who I am as a being. So um, I don't want to make this sound as, as if it's just as simple as like get shredded, bro. Like it. That's a that's a fun energy and it's a fun way to talk about it. But this is life changing stuff. So take it seriously. Yeah,
0: it's a Lift
2: heavy, sewn, sad head voice go away. That's that's exactly. the meme that it works.
0: Return to monkey. Live fast, die young, <laughs> leave a big coffin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or that, uh, whatever. Uh no fucking uh, I'm you know, I'm no way jose YouTube channels where you can find me at. I'm also everywhere audio podcasts are at. You can hit me up at the Liberty Movement Global Gmail uh, Gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at Gally San jose, uh fucking uh, give me money at patreon.com so it's no way jose2020. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good shit. Thanks guys for coming. This has been awesome. Sorry for keeping you so long, Clint.
1: <laughs> oh, no worries, man. All right. Let it guys.